Hello, once again, my Fit Fizz friends. I'm glad you're spending time with me once again today, and I have a special guest. But before I introduce him, in case this is your first time listening, I'm Kelly Wilson, owner of FitFizzStudio.com, and I am a certified trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease educator, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry for over 25 years. I am here to help you ditch the gimmicks, find strength through your struggles, give you knowledge for making the smartest choices for your own health, and always to remind you to celebrate victory all along the way. The information shared is for educational and informational purposes only. Now, Joining me today to talk about some very personal things in his life journey is Christian Johnson. Christian is currently an eighth grade pre-algebra teacher, founder of Freedom Through Fortitude LLC, and quite an experienced strongman competitor. So Christian, thank you so much for being willing to share your story with us today. Thank you for the opportunity to share my story with you today. Okay, great. So (laughs) I think we'll just start with, I want to let everybody know how I know you, uh, in case people aren't familiar with the strongman world. Basically, you used to train at Monster Garage Gym here in Illinois, and there was quite an overlap with the strongman and powerlifting circles of friends that we had. We were always very supportive of each other at local competitions. And I even watched Christian compete one year at the Arnold Strongman Competition in Ohio, which is a pretty big deal event. Even So if you're not familiar with it, it's created by the Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I remember watching from the sidelines as Christian was about to start an event and there was a sudden commotion and a mob of people off to the side and then suddenly I see these ominous men wearing suits coming through the doorway (laughs) into the competition area and it turned out that it was none other than the Arnold Schwarzenegger himself (laughs) he walked right into your event so (laughs) what do you remember about that so yeah that was the Arnold back in 2016 uh my first experience with the Arnold so it was the amateur Arnold. I earned my ticket there um, by placing pretty well in uh, Strongman Corporation uh, Nationals and got my ticket to the Arnold for 2016, um, again, which was an amateur competition, but still nonetheless an incredible opportunity for me to continue to progress in my strongman career um with some pretty incredible athletes and yeah. <laughs> that, that specific event. Um, I remember it was, a, it was a carry event. It was a frame carry event. Oh, yeah. And I remember it was down to, I, I believe, the last two competitors in our heat. And <laughs> it was myself and Alana Casey. Okay. And who at the time, um, and, and still is, you know, a pretty big name in the, in the strongman world. And I was pretty hyped to, you know, not only be at the Arnold competing, yeah. but now I was going head to head with a lot of casing. I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. Uh-huh. And I'm getting hyped. I'm getting ready. And you were um, like on the starting line, weren't you? Uh, we were on the starting line. I believe that we even had our hands on the handles ready to go. Uh-huh. Um, and you couldn't use straps. And so, you know, you had to get that perfect grip for that, mm-hmm. for that run. I think it was a four, 
405 or a 450 frame, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't remember numbers off the top of my head. Wow. Um, but I, I was hyped. Yeah. And I, I want to say there was even a countdown. And we were ready to go. And all of a sudden, yeah. they go, they just, you know, somebody steps into the lane, they're waving their arms, and people are blowing whistles. And then, as you said, this just mob of people just walk out. And yeah. I, somebody somewhere has a video of me, like, throwing my hands up in the air. I unflip <laughs> my belt. I'm like, yeah. are you serious? Like, yeah, Arnold, you... come on, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, because like he, he should understand like it's you know so much you get your mind in the right place like you said your grip and everything and you had your back to them so you didn't yeah. even see no this group of people and they probably to set it up for everybody listening they came through a doorway it was like a fire exit they came through yeah. that was probably about three yards behind the competitors backs or maybe it was a little bit farther but not that far. Yeah, it was close. <laughs> <laughs> but it was I guess definitely close. it's also his right. event, so he did what he wanted. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. He's like, you know, whatever. This, this is, I, I own this place, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it was cool, you know, but it's frustrating. But at the same time, you know, I, it, it was kind of cool. Like, wow, there, there's Arnold. And um, <laughs> I remember <laughs> Dion, who the owner of Strongman Corporation, Dion just kind of ran over and she's taking pictures with him and, you know, the the timers and um, everybody, you know, they're all running over and getting some photographs. So that was pretty cool. But <laughs> at the, then they, they actually misstarted us twice because oh, of they it. did. People were, yeah, they misstarted us twice. <sighs> um, but it was pretty cool. But yeah, you know, the end, um, <laughs> third time was a charm. So the third time, <laughs> try to get us started. Um, that I was just ready to go and it ended up, winning the event and so that was that was quite the feat so oh you did win that event sorry i didn't even yeah, remember that part <laughs> yeah I, I i ended up winning that event and again it was you know going i was going head to head with the alana casey uh in incredible that i was i was pretty hyped and again there, there's a video floating around there somewhere well i'm I was just running so fast with this frame. And I, I, as soon as I crossed the finish line, I dropped it and I jumped over the front of the Oh yes. And I, I yelled, you know, F yeah. (laughs) The entire word. Um, Uh I remember that part. Yeah. (laughs) And then just, um, you know, kind of, kind of walked away from that event, but yeah. So (laughs) that was a pretty cool experience. Yeah. (laughs) Great story. And the best part, you ended up winning. So yes, yes. (laughs) I love it. All right. So soon after that, I'm not sure how much time it passed, but you took a bit of a step away from strongman or competing at that level anyway. And you made quite a bit of a big life change that required a lot more mental agility, I would guess, than any strongman event. So tell everybody what that was. All right. So again, so that was the Arnold of 2016. Um, and it, I, I did well. I had a great time. Um, really enjoyed the, the, the people that I met, the, the people that came out to support, like yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and it, the position that I ended up in at the end of the weekend, <coughs> excuse me, actually ended up landing me a spot um, to compete at a competition, ironically enough, in Jacksonville, Florida, 
where I had just made the move from Chicago to Jacksonville. Um, so it, that earned me a spot to compete at world's strongest woman. I'm sorry, strongest woman in the world. Oh yeah. Strongest woman in the world, um, which was also a strongman corporation event. Um, so even, even just saying that name strongest woman in the world just uh, creates just an issue within me. I'm sure. Um, that just, it, it makes me uncomfortable, but even, mm-hmm. you know, earning a spot, um, and in seeing my name on that invite, it was cool, but at the same time, just extremely uncomfortable because of some of the things that I was dealing with very, very secretly um, within myself. So I ended up competing at Strongest Woman in the World in Jacksonville. And that was the fall of 2016. Okay. And, you know, again, competing against some incredible, incredible athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, you know, a lot of the same athletes that I was with at the Arnold were also down in Jacksonville, um, you know, and they, they weren't just competitors. They were friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in the strength community, we're just very supportive of one another, um, no matter what, whether we're, you know, head to head competition, we're going to support each other no matter what. So it was just an awesome experience. Um, and after that weekend, um, I had earned my pro card, my pro strongman card as a pro strong woman um, in the middleweight mm-hmm. uh, class. So Which I was hyped. Huge yeah, accomplishment. I, pro yeah, card means Correct. a lot. It was the, yeah, it was the first time that they had ever given women pro cards um and they give them out to 10 people so only there were at that time there were only 10 women professional strongman athletes and i was one of them mm-hmm. um so which was an honor and it was really really super cool to have that kind of on my resume but at the same time it was just really difficult to wrap my head around again with some of the things that i was going through mm-hmm. internally um so with that pro card, I got an invite for the Arnold 2017, which was going to go, going to be the first pro strong woman competition at the Arnold. So I got, there were 10 of us that competed at that Arnold competition and kind of building up to that competition is when I was really, really starting to talk to um, my therapist uh, just about you know, everything that's going on and just saying, I, like, I, I need to do something. Mm-hmm. I, I, something needs to change because <laughs> yeah. I am so incredibly just uncomfortable in my skin and with my brain not matching, like, what I see, like, how I feel and what I see in the mirror. Like, there, there, there's just so much dissonance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so going into the, again, the first pro strong woman competition at the Arnold again 10 of us in the world and I was one of them big big deal it it was a huge deal but my mind was yeah just not there um I just I, I said okay after this competition that is when I you know that's when everything is going to begin you know I'm gonna go 
talk to a physician about, you know, starting hormones and like, I'm going to go through the, the legal name change and the birth certificate and the passport and the surgery, and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, you know, start the process of the, of the transition. Uh-huh. Um, so I went to the Arnold, had a blast. My girlfriend at the time, now wife, uh-huh. um, was with me and she knew exactly what was going on and uh-huh. my mom was actually at, at that competition as well um she did not know okay what was going on yet um but my, my wife was there and was extremely supportive uh-huh. um and that weekend I actually told my coach at the time um Mike Gill so Mike Gill and his girlfriend Michelle were down there and they you know they were uh, Michelle was down there to take photographs. Mike was working with Flow Elite um, for one of their podcasts or one of their broadcasts, I should say. Mm-hmm. And I told Mike and Michelle and they were just like, they were so supportive. And so it, awesome. it was a very, very small group of people uh-huh. um, that I told that weekend that was like, I was like, hey, this is what's going on. I'm done after this, but this is something I need to do because this has been a long time coming <laughs> since. Yeah. I can remember, um, you know, as, as far as my mind can go back, that's something that I've needed to do. They're like, rock on, dude, like, <laughs> go yeah. for it. So, awesome. again, so my, it's weird now calling her my girlfriend. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife, my girlfriend at the time. So we were at the airport flying uh, back from Columbus to Jacksonville. And I sent an email to my therapist. I said, okay, let's do this. It's time you know, because everything was said and done. Um, I didn't want there to be any sort of talk. You know, there's always going to be talk, but I didn't want there to be any sort of talk like, oh, well, this person, you know, had an advantage because they're on hormone replacement therapy. Like, no, I didn't didn't want any sort of, you know, gossip going around, you know, and and I'm sure there is, and there always will be, not just about me, but about everybody else. But yeah, I just said, you know, let's just make this black and white. Like once this competition is over, Sure. New chapter. And so that's that's exactly what we did. That's really smart of you because even though you would hope that, you know, people be supportive, you obviously never know, but I don't know how much the listeners follow this type of, uh, this category of the news where there's a lot of controversy of trans athletes and divisions and things like that, but it gets really messy. So we're not even going to go sure. into that yeah. Yeah. because that could be hours of conversation in itself, yes, <laughs> but that's very smart that you handled it in a clean way. I know you're such, you have so much integrity as a person. So that's really cool that you planned it that way. And there was that line of demarcation where you are ready to move on with what you needed to do with you because people I'm sure while you were competing that last time you know you were probably with everyone giving you support they were seeing somebody who you knew that you were not on the inside correct absolutely yeah that's spot on um it's it I still go back and watch videos of that weekend and it again i had i had a blast it, i had a blast um and we all had a blast together just you know as competitors as friends it was, it was a great time yeah. but hearing it you know if i watch my events 
and doing well. Like, it, for example, there was a uh, one of the events was a series of eight Atlas stones that you had to load onto a platform, and they got progressively larger and progressively heavier. So, and I was the first one to actually complete the full series within the time frame, and that was pretty cool. So I was pretty stoked about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when I watch the video of it, I can I watch myself doing it. And with all the other audio, you know, the announcers, there are people screaming it, but all I hear are, you know, come on, girl, let's go, girl. Oh, like, yeah. That's, that's all that I hear. And it just create, it, it just is such a distraction. Oh, I bet. Um, and, and looking back, you know, it, it, and this is not me saying, well, if they weren't saying that, I would have done much better. This, this, that's not me saying this, this yeah. at all. I just think mentally sure. I wasn't I wasn't fully there. I know that for a fact. Yeah, yeah. Because it's kind of like... I, I wanted... Go ahead. Like when, you know, Arnold burst through the door. It's just something you can't help but hear or notice. Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, l- looking back, like I know for a fact that I wasn't there mentally, fully, um, it, it is something that I, I, I went because I wanted to experience and it's not like I wanted to close that chapter mm-hmm. knowing that I didn't shy away from it mm-hmm. because, you know, of, of something that I, I was feeling. I definitely thought about it, <laughs> okay. but I, I wanted to, you know, end that specific chapter in my life, you know, on, on a positive. I had just lost my stepdad. Oh, yeah. At I so I had lost my stepdad and literally like this just this gives me chills every time I think about this literally like I had we had just carried his casket mm-hmm. to his grave we're, we're, I was in Pennsylvania I was in Pennsylvania we had just carried his casket to the grave and we were sitting at lunch my mom was sitting next to me my stepbrothers mm-hmm. and their families were sitting across from me and I got the email from Dion asking if I wanted to, for, for the invite for the Arnold Pro. Okay. So that, that was in January. And then the Arnold Pro was in March. Oh, <laughs> I was wow. like, holy crap. So it was yeah. just like one emotion immediately to the next. And so, you know, it's ending that, that part of my life, that strong career on that stage, you know, with that kind of in the back of my mind, but then also looking forward to, you know, what I knew and what my, again, now wife knew at that time, like it was just, it it was just such an emotional weekend, you know, (laughs) just one thing after another. So, but it's a nice way. It was a nice way to end it. It's great that you had at least that one solid person holding emotional space for you even though you are felt like you were hiding from the rest of the world um so you know if anybody can imagine just any competition if you have you know if you're dealing with something emotionally or mentally heavy any competition is going to be hard but then put yourself in the place of somebody who is competing in a category that most people could never reach no matter what something that you've trained thousands of hours for and not only that but you're competing in something where if you have if you're not focused there's a big risk of really injuring yourself <laughs> absolutely um so and and plus the travel that takes a lot out of you so there's so many things on top of just competing that you were dealing with 
So that's really commendable that you pushed through anyway. Now, I don't know how familiar the listeners are with terms like transgender and cisgender, but I want to just define cisgender because I feel like I find myself even actually getting frustrated when people don't even know the term cisgender. So (laughs) I'm going to define it in case anybody doesn't know. So you will know going forward. If you don't know the term cisgender or cisgendered, cisgender is are people who are not transgender, a person whose sense of your personal identity for your gender corresponds with the sex or gender that was assigned to you at birth that appears on your birth certificate. So if you ever hear this term cisgender, that's basically the opposite of somebody who is transgender. And I think it's important for people to know that and just have that as a normal part of vocabulary. So... (laughs) Correct. I wanted to put that out there. Um, so after, so once you had, you know, you began talking to doctors and you were taking the, the physical steps, like you said, your driver's license and your birth certificate, that's got to be really hard too, because you just want to be yourself, but then you got to take right. care of this paperwork. <laughs> so it, yeah. yeah, it was, it, it was definitely quite the process in terms of changing my life like literally it's you're starting a new life going all the way back to birth you know like i i had my birth certificate changed which very very grateful um even though i live in florida i was born in highland park so uh, you know born and raised in chicago so luckily illinois um and their requirements are a little bit different. You know, it, it's state to state. So their requirements for changing your birth certificate are different than, you know, if, if I were to have been born in Florida. So I had my birth certificate updated to reflect my legal name, mm-hmm. my legal gender marker. Everything else is the same, you know, but now I have my birth certificate, you know, to because if you go for apply for you know your passport or any sort of major thing they're like oh we need a birth certificate social you know just to say yes you are who you are yeah and it it was tough when I was kind of in that transition period of transitioning all my paperwork all the documentation Uh you know because I would have to carry two IDs Oh. I frequently had to carry the court documents showing that the, my new legal name, like oh. showing that it was legally changed. Okay. Um, and it, it was incredibly difficult. It, yeah. And I, and I understand why, you know, <laughs> because yeah. how, how nice would that be if somebody was just trying to run from something and they just wanted to start this completely new identity you know (laughs) oh let me just legally change my name and now i'm this person so i i get that you know there there is a why behind the what Mm -hmm. um but a lot of it is just it's a lot of hoops to jump through you know it's uh, updating everything from car insurance to a driver's license to a to bank accounts and credit cards and it's a lot every every little thing you know your phone bill it's every little thing that you're, you're like oh crap like I didn't even fit like your apple yeah. id like it's just <laughs> yeah you would just endless oh so 
Yeah. And they're just so, you know, just part of your life that you don't even think like, oh crap, like I need to, I need to update this. Yeah. Um, so I bet every time a new one popped up, you were probably like blindsided, like, ah, oh, here's another one. Yeah. You know what? So, and I'm, I'm kind of type A, I'm very organized and I, I uh-huh. had a list, I had a list, you know, it yeah. are, you know, these are the priorities, you know, that I need my social, my birth certificate, my driver's license. And then, you know, it, it came down to like financial stuff. Then it came down to like, you know, updating the, the credit card that's attached to my, you know, Dunkin' Donuts app or like something like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everywhere. Wow. And, you know, as everything went through, I would just check things off, check things off, check things off. um, Just to make sure that I was keeping all of my ducks in a row. I will say the only thing that I have not been able to do just yet, I have not gotten a passport. So I can change. It's kind of interesting how the laws are set up, you know, I can change my birth certificate. I can change my social security card. I can change my driver's license. Mm-hmm. I can change all that stuff for a passport. And, and for all of that stuff, you don't need anything, you know, proving that you have gone through a, you know, a physical transition, meaning it, you don't need to prove that you've had any sort of surgery. Yeah. Okay. It, that's extremely personal. Yeah. And so that that's awesome. You don't need to prove that you have had any surgery. You need you need some letters from a doctor saying that you know this person is under my care and this person is undergoing a gender transition. Okay. But it doesn't specify if it's physical, if you know, if it yeah. just it, it's, it's a general. legal document. Yeah, yeah. Very general. But for a passport, you need a letter from a from an MD specifically that there's very specific language stating oh, wow. that you're under their care for a medical transition so it, it's just very interesting and huh. it I'm open like I've had a top surgery I've had mm-hmm. top surgery um mm-hmm. going on just about two years okay. a little over two years so I, I can get the letter from my surgeon that's not a problem yeah. the only pro- unfortunately it's just a problem that my doctor is about three hours away my surgeon oh. hours away from here and so it, it's just you know getting going to actually get it but for people that don't have the funds don't have the insurance to yeah. get you know the, the treatment that they need or you know yeah. whether they decide to have surgery or not but it's just the one thing a passport you know, mm-hmm. you, can, you can change all your documentation, but unless you are under the care of a medical doctor, you know, that doesn't mean, you know, a, a therapist or, you know, whether or not this therapist has, you know, 15 different licenses, it doesn't matter. If you are not under the care of a medical doctor, you cannot change your passport. You oh can change everything else in your life, but you cannot leave the country. <laughs> Oh my God. I, okay. I never realized that. That is very interesting and unfortunate because like you said, a lot of people cannot afford. And how sad is that to just be, to, you know, as Americans to just say like a lot of people cannot afford to become the person they always have felt they were. Therefore they cannot travel outside of the country 
that America is just going to hold them hostage. That's right, crazy. Right. Yeah. And there, up until recently, there used to be a requirement that you had to have proof of surgery. Oh my God. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it, I, I don't, I don't want to give specific dates, but it, it was definitely within the last few years that that has changed. So oh, it, okay. Yeah, pretty recent. Wow, well, I'm glad things are changing for the better. It, um, yes, yes. And I, you know, it's always I, I do think that there is a lot more talk about it in media and accessible resources, but there's still obviously a long way to go um, because there are a lot of people who do have to carry so much fear with the stigma that it all still carries. Um, Absolutely. So I want to back up a little bit. How, when did you, when were you able to find like the language or the resources to able to put what you always felt with taking for further actions? I, I wish that I had an exact date off the top of my head, but I don't. I, I, I vividly remember where I was sitting and kind of the thought going through my mind. I had just recently moved to Jacksonville and I was sitting on my couch in my living room. And this is going to sound totally cliche. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but it was right around the time when Caitlyn Jenner came out. Oh, okay. It probably it, gave you more language to associate yes, with how you felt. One hundred percent. And again, it sounds cliche. <laughs> That's um, fine, though. But at the same time, I was like, I I always knew how I felt ever since, as I said, ever since I can remember. This is how I have felt. This is how I have seen myself. Like, mm-hmm. but just looking in the mirror, it's like I'm staring at a stranger. Yeah. Or I That's was staring a stranger. And so watching, I, again, I, f- I forget exactly what I was watching, but it was right around the time when Caitlyn Jenner came out and it was just all over everything, you know? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, like, pe- whatever. Yeah. And I was like, the whole, th- this, is, this is it. Like, this is I, yeah. I can't say that's what I'm going through because, you know, that's her journey, but that, you know, this, I have, this is what I'm feeling. Like this yeah. is something similar to what I'm feeling. Like, oh my gosh. So this is why I feel like you don't owe it to anybody to educate others, but at the same time, it's, this is sharing your story might help somebody else to realize what they're feeling. It, right. Right. And it's, it, I'm pretty open (laughs) about about my journey um it so just kind of going back to you saying that yeah i when i was living in chicago i i trained at monster garage with uh eric Mm rocher and that team Er, eric and i wrote a pretty big article for elite fts um a couple years ago Mm -hmm. with my story and so that was kind of like my big coming out (laughs) Uh-huh. That was how I found out. Reveal, yeah, yeah. That was a start, you know, just to kind of educate people. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have, you know, a certain idea of what, you know, this kind of person looks like or this kind of person looks like or this kind of person looks like, but at the end of the day, like, you walk past people that you would just have no idea what's going on in their life. Yeah. This, it happens to everyday people. <laughs> you just walk past someone and you have no idea. 
Yeah. We're, we're everyday, regular people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So the strongman and powerlifting world is a very, very, you know, they're aggressive sports. There's a lot of testosterone and alpha mindsets and, a, you know, aggressive masculinity, that kind of thing. And I remember reading that article on Elite FTS. And I remember my reaction was just like, I hope nobody says horrible things because there is that whole, you know, you were at the top of the game competing at the Arnold in the women's category. And um, I want to know a little bit about that mental shift. And if you ran into acceptance issues with the men accepting you or how that worked in your head being, um, you know, because if you're suddenly competing against men, um, even if you had started hormone replacement therapy, it's got to be, you know, more mental hurdles. (laughs) So talk a little bit about that. Definitely. I started hormone replacement therapy again after the Arnold in 2017. And I wanted to jump right back into competing, um, specifically lightweight men's. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so competing as a, a, a middleweight um, in the women's category, it, I was at 180 pounds. Well, at the time I was walking around anywhere between 190 and 195, and I would frequently have to cut down okay. to 180. And, I was like, okay, you know, well, I right now don't have, I, like, there's no way that I would be any sort of even remotely competitive in yeah. the middleweight men's category. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, you no, know, lightweight, we'll, we'll compete as a lightweight, not a problem. And that, that was, that was my next goal. Okay. Um, and I was shooting for a competition of this. Uh, December of 2017, uh, Florida Strongest Man. Okay. Through Iron House Gym. So Alan Colley um, owns a gym down in Orlando, and every year they do Florida Strongest Man, and that's that was the competition I was shooting for, and I was going to compete as, you know, in a, as, as a lightweight male, and that was going to be at the beginning of December, and I actually had my top surgery scheduled for the end of December, um, kind of correlating with my winter break, <laughs> okay. um, as a teacher. So I could kind of recover over winter break. And then I got a call actually from my surgeon one day saying, Hey, we need to bump up your surgery date or you need to wait until after the new year. I said, absolutely not. Cause I've already uh-huh. met my deductible. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. so we're doing this early. Okay. Um, so I had my surgery earlier than expected and so it, it, it if it was between competing and surgery like that was a no-brainer for me so mm-hmm. went with the surgery so I had to bump off uh I had to bump back the competition oh. so December of 2018 was when I did my first competition as a as a lightweight male okay and it it was tough. The weight, the weights were heavy. That was the hardest part of the whole day that there were a, a lot of events where I barely moved things there. You know, there was one event I didn't get, I didn't even get the deadlift off the ground, but every single person there, uh-huh. every single person, incredibly supportive, wow. incredibly supportive. Awesome. Um, 
whether they knew my story or not, mm-hmm. they were just incredibly supportive. Yay, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, it was an awesome feeling. Um, And I I, I talked to Alan before I even signed up. And, you know, Alan knew me when I was competing, you know, as a middleweight. Mm -hmm. And I sent him a text and I said, hey, dude, like, check out my article. Do you read my article? And lead up to yes. He's like, yeah. Like, it was just like, no big deal. Like, yeah. When are you coming down to train with us again? Like, <laughs> oh, that's incredible. I bet that made you feel so much better. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. And I said, you know, look, I'm thinking about sending in this application, you know, to compete as a lightweight, you know, are you, are, do you have enough people for a division? And he's like, yeah, if you sign up, like, we'll have enough people. I said, okay, let's do it. Um, and it was just awesome. It was cool. It was cool. It's a super cool environment. Um, but that's, and, and that's, yeah, that's actually, that was the last competition that I did. So that was December of, 18 and it's it's really for no other reason that you know just life happens um and just been really super busy just with life i'm still training Uh um right now not in the competition mindset so sure yeah i get what you're saying yeah but uh, hopefully i'll i'll get back there eventually Um, yeah and you're still training even even if it's not like on a you know strict regimen right you're still training. oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah so what can you even put into words like how it feels different in your body training now that you have transitioned and you've gotten used to how your body feels is it can you put it into words I don't know if that's possible but um I really can't it's um or here's a specific question sure sure have you noticed a difference in what you need to eat to fuel your body, like your caloric needs for training or anything like that? For me personally, you know, once I started my transition, that like there really is no end for me specifically because I'm going to be on hormones for the rest of my life. Uh Um, So there really isn't an end. So as I have progressed through my journey, through my transition, I can't keep weight on my body Oh yeah, which I think is interesting because you know you would think just being on hormone replacement therapy that yes, like my body would start needing you know a, a higher caloric intake mm-hmm. um, just to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like I, I struggle to keep weight on my body. <clears throat> I'm walking around now anywhere between 170, 175 pounds. Okay. I've probably never seen you that, that size. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and I just can kind of eat, I I don't want to say that I can eat whatever because I just don't like to eat whatever. Like I do enjoy eating, you know, just your typical chicken and sweet potato. That's just what I enjoy eating. I'm a creature of habit. Yeah. Um, it, but I, I have been struggling to keep weight on my body, even, you know, it, training and eating as regularly as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm not doing any sort of, I'm using air quotes, diet. I'm not doing any sort <laughs> okay, of sure. diet. Yeah. You know, I'm just eating regular foods that I would normally eat. Um, yeah. But Does my it... body has 
it, I, I guess it, my metabolism has just kind of kicked up. I, I'm not yeah. exactly sure, but um, that's interesting. So you probably like, yeah. w- would you say you have this, like, I would imagine this, uh, t- correct me if this is not how, what goes through your head, but I, I know for me, like if there's a long time when I can't train, I start thinking like, Oh, all these, the strength that I've worked so hard for is just going to be wasting weight. So like, you can't really just like, Oh, I'll eat when I'm hungry. You, do you find yourself thinking like I got to eat or I'm going to lose some of this hard earned muscle? Yeah. I, and I, I think that all the time and it's, it, I, I don't eat because I'm hungry. Like I eat to live like, uh-huh. I, I don't live to eat. I eat to live and just, but my body says, Oh, I, you're not really hungry, but it's just like, I have to force myself. Keep to, the fuel going. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's again, it, it, I've heard people say like, Oh, well that, that's a horrible problem to have. I'm like, okay, but it, I, I understand what you're saying like, but I want to be eating. Like I want sure. to, be, I want to, you know, it get back maybe a little bit closer to the weight that I was at where I just felt yeah better um mm-hmm. you probably will once you bit, yeah if you know if you have a, a competition on the horizon I, I I think you're probably the type of person you know like you said you're type a you're gonna you're, you'll get there figure it out yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and you mentioned your mom earlier and you've told her all of this since she's been really supportive hasn't she yeah, she yeah. has. She has. She's been awesome. Um, Which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I met. She, I met her at the Arnold. She was so nice. <laughs> yeah, she's she's super supportive. She's awesome. In my in the Elite FDS article, I'm one of the first things that I mentioned was that I had sent letters to both my mom and my dad, um, explaining everything that was going on and what I was doing and how I felt my entire life, and now I'm finally you know taking the steps forward to you know kind of bring all the pieces together Uh um so I sent a letter to my mom and I sent a letter to my dad (laughs) certified mail so I knew when they got it so you know (laughs) as soon as I got the notification that they got it I was like okay any minute now you know yeah so I didn't hear from my dad for a while which was which was okay um it took him some time to process and I actually (laughs) misaddressed my mom's letter oh no so yeah so I got a letter um or I got a notification from the post office just saying that it was being sent back to the post office oh god the nerves oh my gosh and so I was like whatever so I said I just I sent my mom an email I said I originally sent this in a letter but I have like I can't wait any longer so I just sent it in an email okay and 10 minutes after I sent the email she called me and it was like my heart just like sank mm. and I was, it was like one of those hello like, yeah, kind of yeah. <laughs> and she was crying and then I started crying and you know it was oh it was, it was a really good conversation and you know <gasps> it, it was kind of like I've known like since you were young like oh I've known um wow so yeah so it was really cool and then you know like again like I said it took my dad some time to process but he he came through and he's been, you know, it, it's a learning experience for all of us. Um, mm-hmm. But he has, he, he's supportive. He actually married my wife and I. He oh, great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. That was super cool. Um, so he's, he's definitely 
coming around it as well, which which is huge. It's Good, huge. yeah. So that's I'm I'm really happy to hear that. Do you have any bits of advice in case there's anybody listening who is struggling with gender identity, or do you? What's something you, advice you would give to your say your younger self 15 years ago? What I would tell myself, I think, is allow yourself to explore the thoughts they are having, the the feelings they are having. Allow yourself to explore that and do your research, but but be careful where you do your research and where you're getting some information from. Okay. Um, and find someone to talk to. Uh, you know, it, there are so many different resources mm-hmm. out there. So I, I kept mentioning my therapist. So I, I found a, an amazing therapist. I'll, I'll plug her. Her name is Christy Overstreet. She is absolutely incredible. And she, uh, other than the people that were directly connected to me, you know, mm-hmm. every day in life, she was the the person that I talked to that I, I was like, okay, listen, <laughs> this is what's going on. Yeah. Help. And she was just absolutely incredible. Um, Great. You know, she, she works with, she has a lot of, she's not, she doesn't just have clients that are trans, you know, she has clients from all walks of life. Um, And she's actually, she's based in California. And so we've actually done like teleconferencing. Oh. Yeah. She's originally her office was originally in Jacksonville and I reached out to her and she had literally like a week prior Oh, moved, moved to California. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. Oh. So that's cool. Wow. Um, but she, well, that's, yeah, but that's great. Yeah. yeah Which but, gives a lot more accessibility to people who definitely. need somebody. Definitely. But finding somebody to talk to, it, whether it's somebody in your personal life that you, that you trust, that you can confide in without judgment, mm-hmm. but really finding an outside resource, kind of like that, that third party to give you, you know, some insight and just kind of help you through some of the thoughts and, and feelings because it's really, really, really like soup. You have to get them out. Yeah. They're just going to bury you. Yeah. That's great advice. So before we run out of time, I want to hear all about, tell me about, no rush, but tell me about freedom through fortitude. All right. Um, so freedom through fortitude. Um is a company that I started last year through a project that I was working on or am still working on with with someone else that has it has yet to fully take off but again it's one of those things that it's it, it's still in the works okay. um, but when I was trying to find a name you know for my business mm-hmm. I just, it, the word fortitude just really kept jumping out uh-huh. at me, um, it, it, especially in, in just with my journey. Um, uh-huh. And, you know, the, the word freedom, like <laughs> if, if you have a strong mind and, you know, a, a, a strong soul, like to me, that represents freedom and, and you can get through anything. Um, and so that, that's kind of where that came from. And I was kind of going, going through some stuff with my previous employer. Um, 
it was tough. It was tough. Because okay. I went, I, I started my transition after I was employed. And so I was transitioning on the job. Yeah, I had wondered about that Which a little bit too. So they that. weren't as accepting as you'd ho- you hoped? Um, not to my face. Okay. Um, it was it was incredibly incredibly difficult. So you know, it, I I'm an educator. I worked with students, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the kids, you know, picked it up. No problem. You know, they're mm-hmm. extremely resilient. Um, yeah. You know, but it's still it was it was tough. You know, going to work and being you know Miss Johnson or you yeah. know Mr. Johnson, and it was just tough. Like living two lives. I bet. Essentially. Um, yeah. But, you know, for the most part, the students it had no problem picking it up. Um, but the adults. But the adults, it, for the most part, for the most part, I'll say, you know, were supportive. Okay. Um, but there were definitely some other ones, not not so much. <sighs> That's um, disheartening. So it, yeah, I, I actually ended up losing my job with okay. that employer and I, I don't I don't know the exact reason I, I was not given an exact reason um so wow. you know it, it is what it is but that so the name freedom through fortitude that's kind of where that came from you know just okay. continuing yeah. to push through and you know because I have a family to support mm-hmm. um so just pushing through day by day by day to eventually <laughs> get to a position where I'm free to do whatever I want. I, I have just worked so hard and pushed so far through this, yeah. this stuff, these experiences, good or bad, um, mm-hmm. that it just gives me freedom, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, whatever the case may be. Yeah, um, I love the name. That, that's that's kind of where it came from. But uh, yeah, as I said, it's it's a project that I've been working on with someone, but it, it has yet to come to fruition, but it's still, de- it's still definitely in the works. Okay. Well, I'm happy That'd to support cool. when you're ready and <laughs> you know if there's anything I can share to get the word out. Definitely. Thank you. Um, definitely want to be supportive of that and tell people where they can find you on social media. If you don't mind people looking for you. Sure. Uh, so let's see. I'm, I'm really trying to use Instagram a little bit more, trying to okay. kind of ease, ease my way a little bit from Facebook a little bit. So Instagram, um, the, like the Christian, Christian J, T-A-G, K-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-J, the Christian J. And that's also the, my Twitter handle, uh, the Christian J. Okay, great. And all I these links, Twitter a little bit more. All these links will be in the show notes and I'll link the elite FTS article. If people want to read more. And awesome. I really appreciate you taking the time to share such a personal story and your journey. And I hope this plays a role in creating a little bit more acceptance in the world. Um, really appreciate you. So thank you, Christian. Well, thank you again. Thank you for giving me the opportunity and uh, yeah, for people that are questioning anything about themselves or, you know, they know somebody that's, questioning themselves or you know if they're an ally or even if they're kind of like hmm i don't really kind of understand this do some research yeah yeah be kind (laughs) exactly be kind accept people for who they are right and um 
Everybody who's listening, thank you for spending time with us. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating or review on iTunes and share this with a friend. And as always, until next time, breathe, stay strong, and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.